0: What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly. We ha- we are back. Another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 10. We pumping these things out, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I'm so glad you're here with me. The sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. Man, uh, uh, another week... We're going to recap all of these things, but you know how I get down, man. I want to bring it to you. I want to bring you the goods early on because you might not be here at the end. And the thing that I've been kind of just sitting on all weekend and thinking about a lot today is you're, you're really in two places in life, um, man, woman, whoever. You're really in two places in life. You're, you're, you're either the influencer or you're the influenced and as you begin to take this journey throughout life, especially those of us who are adults, if you have families, if you have children, if you have spouses, every single day you, you have the opportunity to be either an influence or to be influenced. And I found this quote by the great James Baldwin that read something like this It said, I just lost it. I got to find it again. It's got to be in here somewhere. I just, I just had it. Oh my goodness. You guys look at me like this guy's not prepared. Um, here we go. The great James Baldwin said, "Children have never been good at listening to their elders, but they have never failed at imitating them." Think about that for a second. Children have never been good at listening to their elders, but they have never failed imitating them. If if you have a space or a source of influence just know that there is someone that's going to be watching you. I understand that every single day I am in a space of influence, that someone is watching what I do, what I say, and is it consistent? Because if you're a leader or someone that has influence, if you have no one to follow you, you're just taking a walk. You're just out there taking a walk. So understand that every single day that there's someone, a group of people, one person that is looking at you For their influence. And I hope and I pray that every single day that you're giving them an example to follow that brings the better good to the world. We got enough nonsense happening in this world. We got enough negativity. We got enough uh, uh, foulness. We have enough hurt. We have enough just evil happening in this world. Let's let's be an influence of positive. Let's be the change that we want to see in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our world. So remember, man, these kids have never, ever, 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 ever been good at listening to the elders, but they have never failed to imitate them. M- imitate them. Make sure that you're being a great influence every single day. We all fall short. I get it. I understand it. But try to make sure we try. All right, let's jump into this sports thing. You know where we're going. Sunday night football, Cowboys versus the New York football Giants at MetLife Stadium last night in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and it was a whooping. It was an old-fashioned, take about back, bend them over your knee. Mama used to tell you when you was little, go outside and pick your switch. You, y'all remember? Y'all rem- I come from that, and I, I'm that old. Y'all see my grades? I come from that. Grandma, mom, mama, auntie and them, go outside and get your switch. You have... Go get the thing that I'm about to tear you up with. You got to go out. And you better not come back with no skinny one. You better not come back none of them got no little girth to it. Pause. You better come back with a switch that is auntie, uh, uh, granddad, papa, mom, whoever. You better come back with a switch that was worthy. And that's what the Cowboys did last night. They said Brian Dayball, Danny Jones, go get the switch. Go get it. Bring it on back, and I'm going to light fire to you. And the Cowboys commenced to kick the living dog crap out of the New York Giants from go. They won the toss, deferred to the second half, and it was on. There was a moment in this game, early on in this football game, where the Cowboys, I said to myself, I said, well, I know for a fact the Cowboys had trouble stopping the run last year, hence why they went and got Miley Smith for the first round of the draft. And the Giants kind of marched down the field early on. And then Michael Parson, Michael Parsons calls a false start. And then a bad snap. Which led the Giants to have to kick a field goal. And they blocked the field goal. Wanye um, Thomas blocked the field goal. Ig Big I'm gonna get his name right. Ig I don't know his name. I'm sorry. Wanye Thomas blocked the field goal. Ig Big Nami. Ig Big, I'm gonna get his name right one of these days that thing back for a touchdown, and it was on from jump. I got to be honest with y'all, man. I I didn't think that – I thought the Cowboys were going to win. I did. 100% I thought the Cowboys were going to win. Had no doubt in that. I didn't think they were going to beat them this bad. A little nugget that might get some of the Cowboy fans in this, a little bit of hope because we've been on this 27-plus year band thing where we haven't been to a championship in a very, very long time. The last time, 1995, the Cowboys found themselves in a Super Bowl. They beat the New York football giants on the road, 35-0. I'm not saying that it's some sort of omen, that it's going to happen. I don't know. What I am saying is the Cowboys put the rest of the world on notice. They put the rest of the the, the, the NFC East on notice. They put the rest of the NFL on notice. On notice. Mike McCarthy coming into this year said that he was going to be calling plays. And and while they didn't have the perfect game offensively, it was good enough. You saw some rust there between Dak. They played in the – it started out kind of dry. It was raining all up and down the East Coast, and it will be for the next couple of days. Um and then it started raining really hard. So there was this wet ball that they had to deal with throughout the game. And so throws were all over the place. Tight ends dropping the ball. Plays were left on the field. And that's the crazy part about it. A 40-burger 40, 40 got put upon the heads of the Giants, and there were so many plays that were left on the field offensively. Defensively, they, they, they've had this saying this year. The whole team, Mike McCarthy came out and he said, our, our, our saying this year is going to be carpe omnia." Uh, which means seize everything. And they came in and did just that. Micah Parson got the thing started. I mean, he was just everywhere. He was lined up in the A-gap. He was lined up uh, over the center. He was lined up on the left side. He was lined up on the right side. He's splitting double teams. He's running around tackles. He was a menace in this football game. And the others stepped up. Guys like Wanye Thomas. Bones Fossil uh, came out and he said today, he said, I prayed all of last year that no one would come and find Wanye Thomas on my practice squad and pluck him away. He said, because I knew that we had a player. And Wanye was a guy who, who had the, inner, uh, the field goal block and just made play after play after play on defense. Marquise Bell, another one of the guys who came in uh, from FAMU and – Dan Quinn, when, when DeMarion Overshone, the linebacker from Texas, got hurt, Dan Quinn came to Marquise Bell and said, Hey, young fella, I need a favor. I know that you play safety, but I need you to learn how to play linebacker. No hesitation, Marquise Bell said, Sure, I got you. And boy, did he play well last night. They were all over Danny Dimes, Danny Nichols, whatever you want to call him. It was impressive. watch this how bad the giants had 12 possessions in the game 12 total possessions i mean they got the ball 12 times in this football game here's how these 12 positions went block field goal punt interception punt interception miss field goal halftime they got a break go inside get some gatorade a couple orange slices maybe a banana or two maybe a granola bar, whatever, regroup. Maybe we come back out and we play actually better. Uh-uh, didn't happen. Punt, turnover one down, fumble, turnover on down, game over. That's how it happened. The, the, the Cowboys' defense was so dominant. Not only did they pitch a shutout. Do you know how hard it is to pitch a shutout to another professional ball club on the road? Like, even, like, you even get a garbage-time field goal, a garbage-time touchdown, they pitched the a shutout. No points. Cowboys had seven sacks, two interceptions, one pick six, one field goal blocked for a touchdown, and they forced five fumbles. And I was one that thought, you know, Brian Dayball and, 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 and Wink Martindale and Mike Kefka and, and all that they did in this Giants organization, you know what, they're going to they're take a step up. I put them last year in, they were booty juice last year. They were in the booty juice category. You Booty juice. You know that sweaty booty juice in the summertime in Texas? And I thought to myself, you know what? Year two for this squad, they made the playoffs last year. They, they, you know what? Jesse, show them a little bit of respect. How dare you put them in the booty juice category? And I thought to myself, you know what, Jess? They're going to get better. And it's still a long year. It's still a long year. Things can happen throughout the year. But if it was any indication of what they were going to be last night, whew, I haven't figured out what's worse than booty juice. Because last night was worse than booty juice. But I said, you know what, Jesse, this year you're going to put them with the booty category. Just booty. Just, just clapping in between the cheeks. Not the booty juice, just booty. And boy, did they prove me wrong. And they slid on back down to the booty juice category. That was an all-out total domination for the Cowboys against the New York Football Giants, a team that went to the playoffs last year, a team who I think is really well-coached. And Brian Danbaugh came out and said, that's not us. That's not who we are. I don't know who. It was your guys that showed up (laughs) had your uniform on. It was bad. And – The Cowboys, at least defensively, put the league on notice. And what I loved about what they did offensively was Mike McCarthy, who's now calling plays, who I've been begging to call plays since they hired him four years ago, called plays last night and you've seen things that we have not seen in a while. We use players in ways that we have not used them before. Kevontae Turpin in the backfield, handing him the football off. The Cowboys in bunch sets. They actually ran a pick route or rub, whatever you want to call it. So many different things that I saw last night. Another thing that was so impressive to me, when you talk about the West Coast offense, it's an offense that's built to get the ball out quick. That got the ball out last night, according to the next gen stats, at 2.37 seconds. That was the fastest than any other quarterback in the National Football League yesterday on Sunday. And so the fact that they got, that he was getting the ball out quick, that just tells me that there is something built into this system that even when you're down a player, which they were, Tyler Smith did not play yesterday due to the hamstring. Chuma Doga stepped in there, and he wasn't great. He wasn't booty juice. He was somewhere in between. He was somewhere in between, but because of the style of offense that they're now running, he has a better chance – to be successful because Dak's not holding on to the football for a very long time. Tony Pollard was good. CeeDee Lamb was good. Brandon Cooks was serviceable in what you need him to do. I mean, you just saw the only – if we had to kind of pull straws or really be nitpicking of what they did wrong, it was more the tight end play. They were a little bit disappointing. Um, you, you saw some drops from Ferguson and Hendershot. You need those guys to be a little bit more consistent. And I get it, it's rainy, but the weather elements, it happens. You got to be able to perform in those type of moments. But this Cowboys team went out there last night, and, and, and they made the Giants go get the switch. And I was impressed. I, I truly was impressed with the work that Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy has done with this team. Micah Parsons is, is stupid. It, it, it's ridiculous, this this guy, man. I I, I I honestly I try to find words to describe him. I call him an alien. I call him he's he's, he's extraterrestrial. He's ET. He's not of this world. He he does things on the football field that you're, that's not supposed to be able to do at his size at his position. And he just he just he takes grown men and he makes them look like children. Like these are the best in the world the best in the world, and he makes them look pedestrian. He makes them look like y'all. I guess me too. I'm old now. I'm out the game. But I, one time I was, an elite, I was an elite athlete. I was considered the elite athlete. But he makes the elite athlete looks, look average, pedestrian, just like a civilian. And that's crazy. That is crazy to be able to do that. To, to, to dudes who are like pro bowlers. The Cowboys get the victory 40 to nothing. Total domination from start to finish in every phase of the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. They got a big one coming up next week. We get a chance to see it tonight. The bad man, the boogeyman is coming to, it's really his home. The Cowboys play there, but Aaron Rodgers owns AT&T. We'll see what happens tonight and how his team looks tonight as the Jets take on the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. But we'll talk more about that later on in the week. But, boy, was I impressed. And if the Jets have anything um, to do as far as protecting, then yeah. And and, and before I go, I I do have to say this. (laughs) Because some of y'all need to be called to the carpet. Let me, let me be more specific. This is unfiltered. I don't have to be vague. Vague's not my thing, okay? Ain't nobody telling me to go get a switch, and ain't nobody whooping my butt, at least not yet. So I don't have to be vague, and I don't have to be subliminal. I can be actually direct. That's what unfiltered is all about, being 100% direct. So I'm talking to you, Tiki Barber. You had the unmitigated goal to get on your national radio show. And I get it, Tiki Barber, you're a Hall of Famer, way better than I'll ever be on the football field. And you're a long, lifelong giant. I get it. I understand it. But you had the nerve to get on your radio show and say that you and others, you put other people in this. You said my, me and my mans in them. That's what you said. It's like that one, what's called, where he's like, hey, if, you, if you're going to kill me, my man going to die too. His man over there looking like, brother, I'm not dying with you. And Tiki talking about we, us, a bunch of people, nah, don't, don't start putting folks into your nonsense. But you had the nerve to go out there and say that you and others would take Daniel Jones... A hundred times out of a hundred times over, Dak Prescott, you lie, you lie, you lie. I, I, I honestly don't know, and, and maybe because I'm not getting paid what y'all are getting paid. But how do you guys walk past mirrors in, in the bathroom, in your homes, in the car? And see the reflection of the man looking back at you and are okay with that. And are okay with going out there saying some of the stuff that y'all say. I tell people, guys like you are necessary. Because when you say dumb stuff like that, they come find unfiltered with Jesse Holly to get truth. To get a rational, reasonable word I love the Cowboys. I ain't going to say nothing dumb like, oh, yeah, I'll take Patrick Mahomes, 100 I'll take Dak Prescott over, over Patrick Mahomes a hundred times out of a hundred times. You fool. You foolish, foolish man. And I feel bad for a guy like Saquon Barkley because they, they easily gave Daniel Jones $40 million. Just here, sign the check. Here you go. And they made Saquon, who's really been the heart and soul of this football team, they made him beg for that money. They had, they had a, he was begging, he was holding, he was holding out, now he's doing podcasts, Saquon, he understanding the business, now he hurt. He hurt. And they just gave Daniel Jones for he put the foot. He put the poo shiesty on him, the ski mask, they stick him up. Pew, pew. But Tiki, how dare you? Don't, 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 don't do that, man. Don't, don't, don't get on, don't get on your radio show and spew that nonsense a hundred times out of a hundred times. I'll take that. You had to, oh, the audacity to put other folks in this conversation. I know your friends looking at watching the show, like, man, who the hell he talking about? He ain't talking about me. We, we, he ain't run this by me. Tiki ain't run. Hey, 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 hey. Tiggy run that by you? Man, hell, he ain't run it by me. I don't know who he talking about, y'all. Damn sure he is. You, You, you. Who you talking about, Tiggy? Nah, stop that, man. Don't do that. Don't you do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tiggy, you, you a foul boy. You foul. You foul for that one. You, you foul. You need to stop. All right, man, let's move on, man, around sports. Again, the NFL, that's the top of the docket. It was some great games that happened on this weekend. History was made, guys. History was made, and y'all know I'm always telling about history, especially when the history looks like me. History was made on the NFL this Saturday. Twelve black quarterbacks started in the National Football League. It's the first time that that many quarterbacks have started in the history ever. That's that's that's, that's you know that that is that just shows you that one we're really good. And for a lot of years, people put black quarterbacks into this mold of. They're not smart enough. They're not um, uh, smart enough to know the offense, to read the defense, and to, to play this game at the quarterback position. And there's still, there's still a few of y'all. There's still a few of y'all. There's still a few of y'all that's owners, or the GMs, who still feel that way. There's still a few of y'all that look down there and they'll go, like Daniel uh, uh, Sterling, he can work for me, can't be on a level with me. I know it is, because a lot of y'all 70 and 80 years old, and a lot of y'all parents and daddies and them got their money from foul moments in history and grew wealth on the backs of the same people that you're trying to downgrade. And so it's a great business decision, especially the National Football League, which is a 70 to 85% African-American-run league, like the NBA. But there's still some of y'all who, some of y'all mamas and daddies and y'all, y'all family, if we, if, we did the, uh, if we did the history, if they did the, 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 what's, the what's the thing you do to tab and you send it off? Uh, ancestry.com. Some of y'all still believe that way. I hear what y'all were saying about Lamar Jackson. Bill Polian. I heard what you said about Lamar Jackson all those years ago. So, 12 African-American quarterbacks started in the National Football League yesterday. Unfortunately, three of them, I know it's like, oh, prop us up to beat us down. Well, it's the nature of the beast. All the rookies yesterday that started the quarterback lost. Bryce Young lost. CJ Stroud lost, Ellie Richardson lost, but that's a good thing. Like not not that they lost is a good thing, but that that we have advanced so much in the game that now you have no choice but to draft us. You have no choice but to make us the face of your franchise. i, I I'm 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 glad to see that guys like Magic found themselves in some ownership in the National Football League because it's been very very. Um, A segregated ownership in the league, very segregated. You can play on the field. Oh, but you can't sit in the front office with us. That's beginning to change. You see more GMs that are African American. Of course the players are, but now 12 quarterbacks started in the National Football League yesterday. That that's kudos to all of those young men who are going out there putting up, putting up numbers, the face of the franchise. Face of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes is, is who leads the charge with this. Uh, looking at some of the games, I'm not going to look at all of them, but some of the games that were kind of stood out to me yesterday, the Browns, another black quarterback. The Browns went down and beat the Bengals. They just gave Joe Burrow the richest contract in NFL history. And, and this game was another game in torrential downpour. It wasn't pretty it was a, it, it was it was a ohio type game it was a rugged drag them out back just ohio cold lumber coal mining just type of game neither quarterback particularly played well but Deshaun Watson came out on top um, um Jamar Chase the scene that the, that the that the that the Browns do, they're the Browns and they've been known to call it the dog pound. I don't even know what their mascot is. Is it the dog? Is it the dog? Is it the dog? Is it the dog? But they go with the elves and maybe I need to do my history. They probably were the elves back in the day and they put the elves in the middle of the field. Jamar Chase was kind of making fun about that and he stood on it and he's still calling them the elves. Um, but they they the dog pound. They have the dog pound. They have the dog emblem. But they, I guess they were the elves back in the day. I don't know what they're gonna be. But if they keep winning, they keep winning. I'll tell you one thing. I, 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 I believe this in my heart of hearts. This is, just, this is just me. This is me being unfiltered. I'll tell you one quarterback, black or not, that the NFL doesn't want to succeed. It's old Deshaun Watson. They don't want Deshaun Watson to get back to form. If you got to march Deshaun Watson back out there as being one of the premier faces at the quarterback position of your league... After the things that they kind of uh, uh he was not kind of, but he was accused for with his while he was suspended a year ago, the NFL don't want the show Watson to succeed. They don't. They would hate to have to have him talked about with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. They 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 like, listen, man, please just let, let the Browns be a lonely franchise. Shout out to my boy Derek Holland, who's a huge Browns fan. They don't want your quarterback to be successful, Dutch. They don't. That's a tough pill to swallow from the league when they got to put Deshaun Watson on primetime games because the Browns are good. Now, you're probably going to do what y'all always do, Browns, and be bad, and the league will thank you for it. But right now, you beat the Bengals. It's a good start. The Bengals will look like one of those teams in the AFC that would win the AFC or at least be in contention for it right up there with... The Kansas City Chiefs, still a long season. Got 16 of these things, more to go. But Bears take out the Bengals. It doesn't matter. Joe Burgos home. He sits on all that money. That's the thing about it. And I know he probably wants to win. But it doesn't hurt that you can dry your tears with $100 bills. Me, I just cry and drive up my shirt. Wipes not off like Lil Roscoe. The uh, San Francisco 49ers who I've been, who I beat. Let's put that out there. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The San Francisco 49ers who have taken out the Cowboys the last two playoffs are a team that I will be keeping a close eye on. And boy, did they not disappoint yesterday either. They put a complete whooping on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pittsburgh had a lot of momentum and steam coming out of camp. You always feel good about Mike Tomlin-led football teams, about how they come out there and they compete. They're tough, they're rugged. He, he, he finds ways to like he's one of the best developers of players. Not just quarterbacks, but receivers, tight ends, running backs, like, he develops his guys. Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season since he became a head coach in the National Football League. I do think his team would turn around, but the Niners put a whooping. They told, the, they told Pittsburgh. We'll get that switch. Go on now. Go on out there and get two time together. Bring them back in here. Thirty to seven. Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant. This is the guy that Kyle Shanahan and company has come out and said, Listen, "This, this our dude." We, we we shipped Jimmy Garoppolo off. We sent Trey Lance to Dallas. This is the guy that we're going forward with. And he believed that his system and Brock Party Pur- Purdy are a match made in heaven. And they didn't the de- de- point, they didn't disappoint yesterday. They ran the football well. Brandon Ayuk, he has emerged. And you, you saw the progression of Brandon Ayuk throughout the years. He bowled over 100 yards. You still got Debo. Interesting thing that they had talked about Debo was um, Kyle Shanahan came out and he talked about. I had a conversation at the, uh, at the year's end last year with Debo and he said, told Debo and this is necessary and I, I like coaches like this that have that hard conversation with players, especially the star players. He told Debo he said, you know what you came into last year, you were out of shape, you were the biggest I've ever seen you. Um, you didn't take the, you didn't take it serious and it took you a while, you dealt with some injuries and, and, and you know you did not help yourself. Which in return did not help this football team be ultimately to ultimately reach the success level that we wanted to reach. He said he had that conversation with Debo Samuels at the end of the year. He said the next time he saw Debo Samuels, 40 days later, he said he looked phenomenal. That it was the best that he's seen Debo Samuels look since his time been in the National Football League. And kudos to Debo Samuels for taking that conversation, because a lot of athletes this day. age are soft I'm talking about Charmin I'm talking about S-O-F capital T soft and if you say anything to them they go in the corner and they pout they get on Instagram and they unfollow the organization They, they get on that burner account and say mean things they go he said this about me it's not the fact that I make all this money. And I, I didn't come can camp prepared, but he shouldn't have said that to me. There's a lot of athletes. Pull your skirts down. Your thongs are showing. A lot of athletes in the national football are that way. Some of the ones that you guys really, really love. That you think are these all-world big, strong superheroes. Yelling at them one time, telling them they're not doing what they're supposed to do, and all of a sudden they crumble. Behind closed doors. A lot of them have very fragile egos. They got sensitive feelings. But Debo took the conversation and said, you know what, Coach? You are right. You are right. You told me this man-to-man, and I, I corrected it. So I don't know what that will mean for the year, but kudos to Debo for taking that, that constructive criticism and doing something positive about it. And kudos to Kyle Shanahan to feel like I have that relationship with my players where I can go and sit down and have that man-to-man conversation. Too many of y'all are afraid for the man-to-man conversation, the truth conversation. See, that truth that truth hurt, and some of y'all can't deal with it. But those that want the truth and need the truth and will respond in a positive manner to the truth, those are the true winners. Those are the ones that will have successful careers, lives, um, careers, Because the truth is necessary. It doesn't have to be personal. It could just be the truth. Don't take things personal. The Niners whip up on Pittsburgh. The Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers is finally out of town. He's in New York City. The keys have been handed over to Jordan Love. And before Aaron left, he said, hey, sign this, this, this sublease agreement. You sign here, I own the Bears, I own them, but I'm going to New York. So you left playing the Bears, so I'm going to let you sub-lease them out. So he sub leased the Bears out to Jordan Love, and Jordan Love went on and took care of business. Green Bay still owns the Bears. I know it's going to be some Chicago fans like, shut up, Jesse. They do. They own y'all. And like I just told y'all before, don't be sensitive. But I got some truth for y'all. Green Bay, they own y'all. I'm out on Justin Fields. Sorry. Louis Riddick, I respect you like you don't believe. We never met each other. We don't know each other. But I, ha- I hold you in very high regards. And you've been trying to push this Justin Field propaganda on us for a long time. I'm out. I'm out. Justin Fields is not a franchise quarterback. Justin Fields is an athlete who's playing the quarterback position, not a quarterback who's athletic. I'm sorry. Yes, he can throw the ball. I get it. But I'm out. I am so out on Justin Fields. It's sickening. And I know the Bears, and Bears fans, y'all got to deal with him, and he makes some spectacular plays because he's running around there like a chicken with his head cut off. But I am just, I'm out on Justin Fields. And if I was a receiver on that team, I I know what y'all said, you'd probably be on the bench. Cool. I won't have to get upset then because I wouldn't be in the game and being mad that my quarterback can't throw the football accurately down the field to get it to me. If it's a screen, he got you. But I am so out on Justin Fields. I, I, I just, you can't sell me to him no more. You, you can't sell me that he is going to be Lamar Jackson. You can't sell me that he's going to be the next uh, uh, athletic quarterback. He has a ton of talent athletically. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. But it doesn't equate to him being a good quarterback. And so for me, it, it leaves me out on Justin Fields. Sorry, sorry, guys. That's my truth. Don't be in the comments, butthurt. Let me Eminem myself first before y'all do it. I only had six receptions. I only had 100-something a a yards in the league. I was on the practice squad at one point in time. Uh, what else? Let me. I got to Eminem myself. I got an 8-mile myself so so y'all can't say it because I know it's going to come. Um, oh you only got in because Michael Irvin had a reality TV show yup yup all that's true I'm a one hit wonder I only had one play yup it's all true it's all true it's all truth and that's why it doesn't affect me it's the truth all that you're getting ready to say to me in my comments on Twitter on YouTube like subscribe do all that good stuff Mr. and Long on all all platforms unfiltered with Jesse Holly. You're about to leave all these comments, and they're all true. So before you do it, I've already Eminem myself. I've already ate mile myself. I already already Cheddar Bob myself. I I already Cheddar Bob myself. Pow, Cheddar Bob. You can't Cheddar Bob me now. That's right. I've already said it. And it's the truth. And I accept it, and it doesn't hurt my feelings. It's like telling a fat kid he's fat. You think he don't know that? You think he don't know that? Or tell us you short. Uh, think they don't know that? They've been short for a long time. So, but it's the truth. I'm out on Justin Fields. I, I just don't think he has what it takes to be that guy. He he's not he doesn't he doesn't, he's not a himmy. He's not a him. He's a ah. Ah. and soon it's gonna be ah, garbage. I'm out on Justin Fields. I'm sorry. Boy, I hope this don't come back to bite me in the butt. (laughs) But I am, man. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. And and Bears fan, my boy Ari Timken, I'm sorry. Sorry, Ari. Don't be mad at me. It's just the truth. So, that's where I'm at in the National Football League. Chris Jones, defensive tackle of the Kansas City Chiefs. He signed a one-year deal. They got a little bit more money that will allow him to make up to over $19 million that he was due this year. So Chris Jones will be back in the fold. It's funny how that happens. Funny how dudes hold out, your team loses, you can't, you can't get what you want, they go the front office goes, you know what? On second thought, we need you, big fella. So Chris Jones is back in the fold at Kansas City. They took a loss last week to the Fighting Dan Campbells, MCDC. Motor City Dan Campbell, I like it. I like it. Touch a little bit of college football. Prime did it again. He did it again. 2 weeks in a row. Prime time. He did it again at home versus the rivalry of Nebraska, Matt Rule. A little bit of uh chippiness before the game. The the the, the Nebraska Cornhuskers gets to the to the field, and they're standing in the middle of the field on the Buffalo, and Shador Sanders comes out there, and he's like, nah, you ain't going to do that on my turf, on my home. Dion said all week long, you don't get whooped in your crib. So Shador goes out there and kind of breaks it up a little bit, and he's, he's kind of having like a little stare down with one of the other players, and we all know Shador getting that bag. He getting that NIL bag. He's... um. Tom Brady sponsors what he's tom brady uh, uh one of his athletes that own his 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 tb12 gear yeah uh, um he has Apple i know I beats he has the beats by dres Shador getting that money Shador getting up over a million dollars in an IL. so he's out there on the field and he and this other guy is a short dude I'm not attacking show people but he was shorter than Shador and Shador, in, in, in prime time fashion, like, the, the, it's in his jeans. It's in his blood. I don't know what watch he had on, but I'm sure it was expensive. I'm sure it was an AP or a Hublot or a Roly Iced out. He just holds it up in the dude's face, like, he got his chains, two chain on. He just holds the watch up in his face. Now, I would have punched the door. <laughs> Cause don't put that watch in my face. And I know you know I you know I ain't got that kind of money. I, I'm I'm the backup receiver in in, in in Nebraska and you know I'm just following the rest of my squad. You don't, don't do that to me. Don't 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 hold your fifty thousand dollar oyster perpetual Rolex in my face. You should have smacked it down. It might have caused a little fight. Maybe Shador gets ejected. And maybe me and Shador get ejected. And we win the game because they don't have their starting quarterback. I'm a hero. But he held his watch up in dude's face, like, yeah, you see it. I was like, dang. But the Colorado Buffalo with a star studded lineup on the sideline. You saw Stephen A. Smith and Skip, I mean, sorry, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp, they flew to PJ. The Wu Tang was the Wu Tang was there. Wu Lot the of kids and Colorado. Who knew? Cash rules, everything around me. They were there. Cam and Mace was there. Young Lou was there. Basketball players were there. Omari Hardwick was there. You name it. Dion has turned Colorado into what USC used to be back in the day. He's made it a destination. And the Michael Irvin was there. Jokers is coming from everywhere to watch the Colorado Buffaloes get down. And the game started out a little bit slow. It didn't, didn't, didn't have the energy they had at TCU. But then they picked it up. And they got going. And they sent the corn Cornhuskers to the field to get the switch. There was a lot of switches going. A lot of switches have been gotten. There's, there's, a, there's some butt-naked trees out there in the sports world today because folks were sent outside to get the switch they they were sent outside to get it there is some butt naked bushes out there today because there's a few teams all across the land that got sent to get the switch but the one thing that i noticed about Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, but, but, but Colorado with Dion. And this is, and, and I, I tweeted this out and boy, I was angry. Especially, especially the folks that, that went to Jackson state, they were hot. Cause I said, you know, not only is Dion changing this football program who won a total of one game last year, they've already doubled that this year. They won. <laughs> they were, they've already won. Vegas has them winning their win total at three and a half. They're gonna beat that. They got Colorado State coming up this week. They probably gonna dog walk them. Go get the switch, Colorado State. Just get theirs now. Start scanning it now. Just don't even, don't even wait. Don't even wait. Go get the switch. But I start thinking because I had some people. Michael is a good friend of mine, and and. I mean, Mike comes from long. Mike got long money. But I, I had people that were that were there, and I was just texting. Them, I was like, and they were saying, man, you can't find a hotel. And I went and looked, and hotels on average were like three fifty, for like the Laquita And I said, boy, Dion has went and changed the football team, but he's kind of been an economic boost. Now they're telling me, oh, you've never been to Boulder, Colorado. You should not speak if you don't live in Boulder, Colorado. Jesse, you should not talk about Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado is one of the most affluent places in the country. And I said, whoa, hold on. I didn't say Boulder needed the economic boost. And, and how dare you say that? And, and Dion is getting it all for the white folks, for the white man. And I said, I didn't, I didn't say that he gave that Boulder needed an economic boost. I just said he's a boost. And I'm like if more planes are flying into Boulder to see the game, that means more people are staying in hotels, more people are eating at restaurants, more people are uh, uh, using Uber and Lyft and, and more this, this this creating more jobs for those in there who aren't the super rich in Boulder, Colorado. It, it's an economic boost. It is what it is. I don't need to live there to do that. that's that's one plus one economic math equals two. And not saying that before Dion got there, that that Boulder wasn't an affluent area. Didn't say that at all. I know on Saturday in the home game, they had 50-something thousand, the most fans they had there in 12 years. You can get a ticket to the game last year for $22. $22. $22. You can't, go to, you can't go to five guys to eat for $22. You, you could have went to, this year's $400 on average for a ticket. One man did that. <laughs> He's a walking, and, and I get it. I understand why the people at Jackson State were upset. The people at Jackson State was like, listen, that same economic boost that he gave or is giving to Boulder, Colorado, he could have given to Jackson State, which he did. Now maybe y'all wanted him to stay there a little bit longer. That's not my fight. I, I you know, I, I, I have never, um, I personally, I, I didn't experience the HBCU experience. I went to a PWI. I, I took my athlete, my athletic ability over there to the white folks. You ever seen North Carolina? I wouldn't have done well at an HBCU. i that's just I know that for a fact. I know about them. I spent time at some of them. Beautiful women at HBCUs. But they have a rich history in HBCUs. There's pride in HBCUs. There, there, is, there is something to be proud of attending an HBCU. And Dion came there. And when he came there, he bought who he is. He brought the prime time stimulus package. Dion is a walking stimmy. He's a walking stimmy. That's who he is. He's a walking stimulus. I, I'm, I, I stand on the fact that no other coach in, I don't think college history has ever been this impactful this fast. He's a walking stimmy. And while Boulder may not need a dollar, he brought more of it. And people are now talking about Colorado. The same way they did at Jackson State. Now, Jackson had an opportunity to do right by Dion, and everybody's going to say, you don't know. I, I've talked to enough people who are close enough to the situation, and I mean close. I mean close to the situation, that JSU didn't do right by Dion. They didn't meet all the things they were supposed to meet, but Dion came and gave you the blueprint. He brought sponsors that y'all never had. He brought upgrades in the facility that y'all never had. He brought national exposure that you never had. He made NFL coaches and front offices now look at HBCUs and in particular, Jackson State, as a situation that is is a is a they need to be there. He he brought media attention to that. He brought national attention to that. Playing on ESPN and bowl game, it was lit. But he's just doing it now in Colorado. And the thing that I kind of hate at times when people go back and forth with this thing and, and, and it's white and it's black, and I get it. that That's always going to be a thing in America. It's always going to be a white and black thing at some point in time in major in, in, in most discussions. But I hate sometimes when my people, when we get on these soapboxes and we act holier than thou, when we act as if you were if you were in a position to upgrade yourself and those that are in your circle, you wouldn't. I, I, I hate when we act holier than now than act like, well, if I was here and it was helping the black community, that if another position, the same position, called me to go over here that took me out of the black community to, 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 to bring more money whether it's to my pockets or to or to my surrounding people's pockets and, and, and put me on a bigger scale that y'all act like y'all wouldn't go y'all quit jobs now because somebody else giving y'all $2.50 more <laughs> it, it, I mean it, it, is, it is not like Dion and others his influence and others don't Still pour into Jackson State and HBCUs. Now there are other some other things, especially with Jackson State, governmentally, that needs to be dealt with, and how funds are are um, evenly distributed or even distributed at all. But y'all gotta stop with that, man. Y- y'all gotta stop getting on my on, on, on my Twitter and start talking like y'all holier than thou. And, start ta- and stop talking about like, oh, if, if I was in it, I wouldn't have. Yes, you would have. Yes, you would have. Nobody works hard to get out of the hood to only, well, some of y'all do. Some of y'all work hard to get out of the hood and then go right back to the hood, which is dumb. Elevate. That's the name of the game. Elevate, get to a position of power, and then reach back and pull more of those people who look like you out of the situation while simultaneously growing and creating a, 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 a wide cast net so that more people can grow. And in doing that, you have more resources to pour back into the places that, was, uh, uh, that had less than. But Deion's a walking stimulus package. It, De, prime time is his name, but Stimmy is the game. He brings it. And now his coaching tree will continue to grow. He'll have more resources. But it's nothing wrong with Dion wanting to, to better himself, his kids, his coaches, his family, his brand. I think sometimes y'all forget about the sweat equity that like, like, like an athlete like Dion, like Dion, put in the work to do what he wanted to do. Y'all wasn't shooting with him in the gym. Y'all ain't in there when them toes is coming off his feet and blood clocks and he might die. Sometimes y'all gotta, y'all gotta get out of this crab and barrel mentality, man. And understand that the more that we lift some of us up, the better we'll be able to reach back down and grab more out. We got more resources. We got more funds. We got more things to pull back into it. That's my biggest issue in sports, but also in the African-American community. We, we sometimes have this crab-in-the-barrel mentality. And if it, ain't, if it ain't me, then it's wrong. Everybody's not prime. He came to JSU. He did his thing. He did his thing. He won. He won championships. But Colorado heads out. Uh, they take on Colorado State this week. They win against Nebraska. They got a chance to go 3-0. They moved up to number 18. 18 in the AP polls. They jumped my Carolina Tar Heels. Huh. 18 in the polls, Colorado is. They're they're matching up. If they beat Colorado State, they'll play Oregon. If they beat Oregon, I think it's in Eugene, then they got a showdown. They got a showdown with Caleb Williams, who is Arizona, the Cardinals. I get it. Tank. Tank hard. Caleb Williams is legit. He's that dude. But they'll take on that uh, September 30th. I hope they're both undefeated. I do. I hope they both undefeated. And I hope Caleb Williams and Shador Sanders puts on a show. I don't know the outcome, but I want to put on a show. I want my popcorn to be ready. Another football game that we talk about. We're back. Well, they didn't say that. Texas goes down to Tuscaloosa, knock off Nick Saban. Nick Saban, who at one point in time was this immortal figure in college football, he's become mortal. I think with the introduction of the NIL and now teams who have long pockets like Nebraska can kind of sway players away, I'm sorry, excuse me, like Alabama can kind of sway players away from Alabama with funds, with money. The Alabama had this dominance that they had, and they were just the kings of college football. So everybody flooded to Alabama. I mean, Nick Saban would have five stars on the bench waiting for their shot. NIL changed that. NIL kind of gave other programs who may not have had the on field success, but had enough success and a name and a notoriety and pockets that were deep schools like Texas Georgia A&M who suck sorry to my Aggies people I just said that because cause my producer Tay he uh you're Aggie right your family likes the Aggies fire Jimbo Fisher and they didn't owe Jimbo Fisher so much money to buy him out he, nobody has done less with more than Jimbo Fisher oh my goodness but the Texas Longhorns beat the Alabama Crips and tie, roll tie. Nick Saban is not the boogeyman anymore. People don't fear Nick Saban. This was the first time that anyone has come into, well, the first time in a long time that uh, uh, an opposing team would come into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama the way they got beat. Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers refocused. One of my good friends is down there at Texas, running back coach, Tashar Choice. Quinn Ewers has refocused. Before, he was kind of like this. He, Quinn Ewers is one of those kids who just enjoyed what football brought. He was really good at it for a really long time. And sometimes you get into these situations where you just really fall in love. with. You don't really love the game. You love what the game brings. You love the notoriety. You love the publicity. You love the attention. But at times, you can sometimes lose yourself. And I get it. These kids are 17, 18, 19 years old, and the world is watching. You can lose yourself. But Quinn Ewers cut the mullet, lost about 20 pounds, looks like, before he looked country thick, like a lot of buds, Budweiser's, Coors Lights, Miller Lights, what do they drink in the country? What do they drink in the country? I don't know. What, what's moonshine? What's the drink of Texas? Like the state of Texas, Shiner, Shiner, Shiner. all that yeast. And he looked like he just—he would man—he would—he was would stone cold, clack two beer cans together, and just boom, let him go. But he cut the mullet, lost the weight, got fit. I think competition helps that. You hear about Arch Manning coming to town, and you know what comes behind that was pushing what the, the engine behind Arch Manning. You know what's coming behind that. That'll make you refocus. And he was dominant. 349 yards passing, three touchdowns. Eighty Mitchell, he threw two of them to them to him. I loved his celebration. A.D. Mitchell was a transfer from Georgia who had beat up on Alabama the last couple years. And he scores a touchdown and he kind of goes to the crowd. He goes, remember me? Y'all yeah, remember me? Yeah, I was in another uniform, same results. I love that. I love that junk. When you in, talk, man, talk your talk. If you in, talk your talk. I don't care how arrogant and cocky it is. I love it. Don't want me to talk my talk? Stop me. A.D. Mitchell. Y'all remember me? And the thing that I was impressed with with Texas was, normally, even in tight games, Alabama usually wears you down, and then to get in the fourth quarter, he just has more Jimmys and Joes than you. More five-star Jimmys and Joes. They just wear you down, and then they just take over. Your X's and O's are great. But your Jimmys and Joes are three stars. A sprinkle of a four star and a dab of a five star. And and Nick Saban will get you to the deep waters and he goes, well, I got five stars upon five stars upon five stars. And his Jimmys and Joes, who have pretty good X's and O's, just take over. And Steve Sarkeesian in the Texas Longhorns, they put up 21 points in the fourth quarter. They did to Bama what Bama does to other people. And that's that 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 is the telltale sign that no one truly fears Nick Saban and his team anymore. He's become the immortal has become mortal. Kirby Smart is already saying, well, I'm back-to-back national champion so I, I am on that level. And now more teams are, 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 are looking at Bama, I'm not saying that Bama's food. I'm saying that Bama may not be the apex predator in the jungle anymore. I'm saying that Bama might not sit so high on the throne. Their, 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 their Mufasa-ness has worn off. Still a lion. But you just ain't at the top of the food chain anymore. Like the tippy, you just said the tippy top of the food chain by yourself. I think now there's a couple more people up there. And and while Texas historically will tease you, they'll bring the recruits in, they'll bring the coaches in, they'll have win a couple games, they'll have a big win like this. And then they'll spit the bit the next week. I, I don't know what's going to happen. But this win against Alabama and Nick Saban. It's one that can take your program to new heights. I I hope. Because there's certain things, like when Texas is good in the college football, college football's good. Like there's certain teams that are, when they're good in college football, it just makes the college football weekend more enjoyable. To know that those teams that you watch aren't fluky, aren't going to spit the bit, but they're legit contenders. And Steve Sarkeesian with his, his motto, all gas, no brakes, love that. I love it. Former disciple of Nick Saban. I love it. I love it. I'm going to find my way to Austin. I do. I'm going to find my way to Austin. I'm going to a game. I. This is the, I am a, I have turned into a bandwagon. Never in my life. I got Colorado Buffalo shirts. I didn't order the Dion glasses. I'm an honorary Buffalo. I'm going to Austin. I'm not putting up the hook sometimes. I ain't, I ain't that much with bandwagon. I ain't doing it down either. I'm not disrespecting and I'm not respecting. I'm there. I'm neutral. My guy, Jody Camillus, my favorite coach in the league, is there. My brother, Tashard, is there. I'm not wearing a Texas shirt. I'll wear a white shirt. I wear a white shirt. I'm neutral. Because white could go for Carolina, too. But boy, I'm I'm jumping on everybody's team. But shout out to the Texas Longhorns for knocking off Alabama. We'll see what happens, man. I I, want to see this team continue on the path of greatness. Don't lose yourself in the moment of we beat Bama. That's not the, that's not the world. And I love Quinn hur When they kind of gave him, they kind of lobbed it up a little bit to him to kind of give the whole, um you know, we're back type thing at the end of the game. And he just said, yeah, it's just one game. We got to get ready for the next one. I like that. That shows me maturity. That shows me refocus. So kudos to Quinn Huris and the Texas Longhorns football team. All gas, no breaks. I'm going to get out of here with this. The USA was playing in the FIBA World Cup. And Gilbert Arenas, he said this was the F team that went out there. Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves. Edwards. Edwards excuse me, Austin Edwards. Uh, Austin, no, no. Austin, Anthony Edwards, Austin Reeves. Excuse me. Um, who else? Jalen Brunson. Give me some more names. Who was on that squad? See, that's what I'm saying. Brandon Ingram, when you don't know who was on the USA squad off the top of your hand, that that tells you something. And and, and Gilbert Arena was very, very, very outspoken about Gilbert is about outspoken about everything. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Gilbert is is if 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 if, uh, Apollo. Apollo Bancaro, if there's a walking description of unfiltered, it's Gilbert Arena. And he was on his pod, and he talked about that they sent the F team over there to play. And they didn't even medal. They didn't even medal. But news came out today that as we get ready for the Olympics in Paris, was it 2024? 2024, the Olympics in Paris. LeBron playing. LeBron's playing. LeBron's playing. And LeBron said, "Reports that LeBron gonna bring the he, he gonna bring the other Hemis with him: Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Davis, Dame Lillard, Kyrie, um, and players like that." And I just love the reaction from. Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas said, "Y'all effed up." He called on the King. I don't never call LeBron the King. I got one King. That's my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I got one King. I ain't called nobody no no King. But he said LeBron coming. He said the King. He said he said the King coming. And he said he bringing his Louis. He bringing his luggage and it's Louis. He said not this swap meet or 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 or, or outlet mall stuff that, that we sent over there this year said so LeBron bringing the good luggage. He bringing the good luggage. And so, the world is on notice that LeBron and company is coming to Patty. Get ready for your 50-point whoopings. I don't know what bushes or tree branches that they have in Patty. Go get y'all switch. Just get it ready. Just just, just get whatever the country is. Y'all can wrap y'all switch in the country's colors. But go get the switch. Because the whoopers will commence. I'm excited. I'm excited that the USA men's team is, is going to get get back. These other folks embarrassed us. They can't and you know, Germany. Come on. You can't. Dennis Schroeder? You can't lose a Dennis Schroeder. You can't let Canada be. Come on. Dylan Brooks, come on. So Brian's on his way. All right, man, that's it for me. Episode 10 of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. I am the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. Like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. I told y'all before, you get intimate with your lady, with your man. Watch me. Get stimulated on me. Until next time. For episode 11, God willing. I appreciate you all. Without you, there is no me. And remember, never let anyone tell you that their lives are better than yours because it's your life. Eliminate the contingencies. I'm out!